0: and welcome to episode 38 of Set Your Mind To It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal tips, life experience and advice to help like-minded ambitious young women set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So welcome back again for another episode. I am trying something a little bit different today and I'm actually trying to batch record. New year, new me, trying to do things differently this is something I've always wanted to do. But basically, I've already recorded an episode today but I want to try and take the pressure off myself a little bit and just let myself get on here and chat and share with you guys because this is an episode that I was going to record but then I had another idea that I was like no I need to get that idea out first because it was more relevant I was like yep let's do this while it's fresh but this is kind of a little bit of a story time that I think might be helpful for people that are in the same boat as me and if you have been through this or are going through this and you don't know a lot about this I want to kind of share what I've learned and it's a little bit vulnerable for me because I haven't really shared I guess with too many people like the extent that this affected me and it even sounds a bit serious saying that but we're just going to get straight in I just want to kind of keep it chatting and loose as per usual I've still jotted down some points so I have a bit of an idea about the general flow of where I want this to go but I do want it to be a bit more of a story time and just be a little conversation between you and me and hopefully that you won't feel alone if you're going through something similar or maybe you want to learn about it because someone else you know might be going through it. Either way hopefully you enjoy hearing about someone's experiences and you might relate to a bit on your own. So basically today I want to speak about my struggles with binge eating which you will have already gathered from the title But for me, this is a bit of a tricky one because I never went and sought help for it. So I'm not diagnosed with it or anything like that. But this does classify as the most common eating disorder that's prevalent at the moment. The stats for it are that 47% of people are suffering with it. And it's not just females, it's males and females. So it's super common And I, I'm someone who's in the health and fitness industry. I'm a health professional and I didn't even know about this. And the way that I found out about this was I was doing a presentation for work and I was presenting on anorexia because that was something that was quite close to my heart and I wanted to share about that so that other health professionals could help people with it. And when I was looking into all the eating disorders, I kept on coming across this information about binge eating. And at the time... It was hitting really, really close to home. I was like, "Oh my god, all of these symptoms are me." So, like I said, never went and got um, diagnosed, and never got help with it. Something I just kind of learned about, and think that I resonated with a lot of the symptoms. So, I just want you to know that this is just me sharing my experiences, but when I found out about the symptoms like it was a game changer for me so I kind of want to share this from the point of view of my experience but also what I learned about binge eating disorder as a condition and I met a lot of the symptoms for it so I just want to share that so that if you also relate to a lot of the symptoms that you can go all right I know where to start looking because for me that was really I guess the turning point for it so at the time this is kind of middle to start like earlier on in the year last year and at the time I'd been on and off calorie counting for quite a while and I'd successfully been able to like lose weight with calorie counting put it back on and I was like all right I want to try it and it's only a few kilos so we're not talking anything crazy here but it was I guess that typical yo-yo diet I think it was December before I moved to Perth so we were talking at like end of 2020 hit like my lowest weight still very healthy weight like nothing crazy and this is why the binge eating disorder is kind of something that I think probably sneaks by a lot of people because there's potentially not that physical giveaway that you might see with like anorexia and there's not that vomiting that you have with like bulimia but um yeah I basically got to my lowest weight when I was calorie counting put on a few more kilos by the time I moved to Perth I was like all right start the cycle again, start calorie canning again, get back to being a bit leaner. The only problem was it's a pretty vicious cycle with calorie canning. I have seen so many people like influencers, Instagram that you know get to these amazing bodies with it. For me, the mental side of it that comes with it has outweighed the positives quite a lot and I've tried to juggle it and try and just like eat at maintenance and all these different things and at the end of the day I haven't been able to find a healthy relationship with the calorie counting so I guess jumping around a little bit but I've ended up with more of an intuitive approach to eating and it's been the thing that helped me but I guess I don't even know where to start with all of it but I jotted down a few little things and for example I think it's important to know that this is different to overeating so with overeating I did do an episode last year or even the year before about overcoming overeating, but overeating is different to the binge eating. Um, Overeating isn't a continuous, like consistent cycle. Binge eating feels a lot more spiraling out of control. And I'm actually gonna jump onto a website and read you like some of the symptoms about it because when I read the symptoms, I was like, holy shit. Like these are like, these are me so it's really different to overeating so I want you to know that there's two boats there you can be overeating and it can be just a thing that you do here and there but the binge eating feels like you are out of control with it and you can't help yourself and you're doing it really regularly and it just leaves you feeling like disgusted and guilty and horrible afterwards and out of control in the moment and you wish you hadn't have done it afterwards but you do it repeatedly so Another little stat that they had here was that if you've done severe dieting, you are 18 times more likely to engage in binge eating. And it just frightens me and it makes me a little bit sad because I know how many of us out there are trying to like be our healthiest selves, not even trying to like get to an unhealthy body weight, but we're just trying to be that leanest, fittest, strongest, best version of ourselves. And part of that is making sure you hit your macros, get your protein And also knowing what calories you're eating because at the end of the day, it is calories in versus calories out. So I understand that completely that it is the way to get to that body. But the problem is that it puts you at such a higher risk, like 18 times more likely to binge eat if you're in this kind of deficit, which is required to get leaner. And I think in this day and age when health and fitness is so prominent and prevalent A lot of people are learning more about it, which is fantastic, but it's also, I think we need to be aware of the potential for it to cause eating disorders like this. And I didn't know much about it at the time. I'd done food coaching in the past and I didn't even know about it as a food coach. So I just really kind of want to bring awareness to this particular condition so that if people are in the midst of calorie counting, they can be super aware if it starts to feel a bit bingy and a bit out of control i know some people can do it really really successfully super disciplined super controlled and if you can do it amazing but if you feel it's starting to get a bit spirally a bit out of control then it's super important to be aware of it and what it is and how to get out of it i think so yeah i just wanted to share my experience with it so you hopefully you can learn something and be aware for your own sake so for me um well actually let's jump into the dot points first because i think if you have an idea of it then it's will give insight as well. So for a binge eating disorder, they've got a definition here and it's a mental illness characterized by regular episodes of binge eating. Binge eating involves eating an excessive amount of food which may take place in a rapid space of time or maybe more of an extended grazing. These episodes can feel chaotic, uncontrollable and highly distressing and this was really true for me like they really do at the time feel really like uncontrollable. You don't really have the power to stop. Um, They've got here that like a person may not be hungry but may continue to eat past the point of feeling comfortably full. And this was the thing, there was a couple of symptoms in particular, which I'll go through the list in a second, but it was that, it's common for people to binge eat alone or in secret and experience intense feelings of guilt, shame, disgust and low mood after a binge. And I kind of realized it was becoming a problem when I was hiding it from, like if my housemate would get home, I would like run to put things in the pantry and like pretend like I wasn't eating. I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is not okay anymore. Like And the reason I didn't realize is because if I cycle back, so getting a bit into my story, I guess, with it, when I lived at home, we had a rule of no food on the carpet. So initially, that would mean that if I wanted to have a little snack after dinner, if I was to do that, it'd either be downstairs and, you know, sometimes you're a teenager, you don't want to be with everyone. So I would sneak something, a snack upstairs and eat in secret. If someone came to knock on the door, I would hide it because it wasn't supposed to be food on the carpet. So it started in that environment where I thought I was hiding it because of, you know, a household rule and just having one snack. Then I think it must have progressed without me realizing, and this has probably developed over years and years, I reckon, of like restricting calorie counting and using food, initially overeating to numb emotions and the stress of uni like at the end of a day just having a massive snack after dinner or a big dessert or what I would often do back then was like have something sweet and then be like okay well now I'll have something savory so I was having like two desserts but one was sweet and one was savory or it might be like one might be apple and then I'd have to go get like the crackers but then I'd have like a whole pack of crackers and dip plus like Row of chocolate and apple, so it was like just a big amount of like snacking after dinner. And initially, I thought like oh, I wasn't hiding it, and it was healthy food, like I was eating rice crackers and apple, and even like it might have been yogurt or whatever, or maybe ice cream. Like I don't know, it would depend on the stage of my life. But it wasn't always unhealthy food. And this was one of the really weird things that I probably didn't realize was that it's not necessarily always going to be unhealthy food. Like you can still binge and have it be, I guess, healthy foods and it'd be like the amount that you're consuming and the way that you're consuming it in and ignoring your hunger signals that becomes very binge-like. So for me, I'd be kind of consuming this food in secret, making sure they didn't know so they knew I didn't have food over the carpet. Um, Sorry, Dad, if you're listening (laughs) to this. Guilty exposing myself now, but that's fine, hopefully. And then got into... The stage of my life where I did do a bit of calorie counting. And so I think at the time when I wasn't calorie counting, that bit of food at the end of the day wasn't too bad. It became more of a problem, I think. When you start to restrict calories, and I'll read some of the points out from the website in a little bit, but when you're dieting, there's kind of two parts to why we might binge eat, or why I was binge eating. There's that emotional component, which I spoke about in my other episode of overeating, where you're numbing to the feelings of stress or boredom or sadness or just discomfort. You know, maybe you're not living the life that you want, so you're numbing to the fact that you're not happy with what you're doing or where you're at. That's the emotional component. But then when you get into the continuous restrictive dieting for an extended amount of time, I fully believe there's that survival component. Your brain doesn't want you <coughs> doesn't want you to starve. So it's going to do everything in its power to make sure that you get enough fuel one way or the other. During the daytime, I had enough willpower and self-control to stick to my 300 calorie meals like maximum. I would only have like 400 calorie meals and then I would put those into snacks like I would have you know a 200 or 300 calorie snack so I'd always have very small meals. I was never having a big meal. I was never feeling satiated and this is I'll go through what helped and what kind of made it more of a problem but always having those really small meals throughout the day so for example if you've calorie count and let me run you through kind of what I was doing breakfast would be about 300 calories I would try to get through morning without having a snack because my self-control was always much better in the morning I even tried the fasting for a while to try and push out breakfast later so that you know once I started eating then it kind of triggered the hunger signal so I tried to fast for a while played around with that but Basically, would push out brekkie to whatever time I could, would then try to not snack until lunch, would then have lunch, and then would have to have an afternoon snack because lunch was probably only 300 to 400 calories. So, at this point, you know, that's only 600 calories. You've already gotten through, you know, six to eight hours of the day, however long I've been up for. Afternoon snack, would try and just have 200 to 300 calories, but normally I was finding that I was in a bit of a routine where I'd need like two snacks, so I'd probably crack like 400 And then for dinner, I would try and have something kind of around like 400 calories. Like I'd try and keep it really light, like salads and like light meats. Or I got really good at getting high protein meals that were like not too carb heavy. So most of, they were still voluminous. Like you can get a lot of food if you have a salad and that kind of thing. And managed to keep the meal really low. So if we go through like, let's go 400 for dinner, 300, 300. So with 1000 from meals, 400 from snacks so I've only had 1400 calories that was pretty standard for the day maybe a coffee and let's round up to 1500 for me my deficit because I'm normally pretty active my deficit if you're into calorie counting if you're not this might go over your head for a bit but I think you'll get it for me to lose weight I need to be at about 2000 calories so what I would eat up until 6 7 8 p.m was 1400 calories so I was still in a 600 extra deficit from my deficit (laughs) so normally my maintenance would be like 2500 and instead I was like a thousand or so under that your body recognizes that as starvation like that's a thousand calories short of what you need to survive what they recommend for weight loss is about 500 calories but I was making the mistake of eating as little as possible to allow for the fact that I was going to binge I knew from the habits that I was forming I would get to the end of the day and be starving hungry. So I'd eat less, which had the opposite effect, but you kind of get into this, you're in the midst of it. You don't really realize it. Maybe if I eat more during the day, I won't binge because once you get into a binge cycle, you don't feel like you've got control over it. Don't think that you're going to be able to get to the end of the day and say, no, I'm not going to eat it. So I'd get to the end of the day and still have 600 calories left, which kind of allowed for a little mini binge with still being in a deficit. So I was purposefully planning for Knowing I'd be hungry and knowing that once I started, rather than just having like a 300 calorie snack and having had more during the day, I was like, I know if I start, I sometimes don't feel like I can stop. So I would try and have like, I guess, a healthy binge. Like, it wasn't like I was going out and blowing the calories out of the water, but I was doing this every day that the majority of my calories were at the end of the day. And I think there might have been another condition as well about like nighttime eating and it being its whole own condition where you overeat, you eat majority of your calories at night. So I was kind of feeding into this cycle where I was eating too much at night and then your body binges because it's like, oh my God, quick, get the food while like kind of while you're out of control. It's like get this food into me. And it definitely became a bit of a cycle. And the crazy thing is like you do it in secret. So you feel all this guilt around it and shame and you hide it from everyone. But during the day, everyone thinks that, like, you're eating super healthy. Like, I would be having, like, a green smoothie in the morning, super healthy lunch, which, like, good variety of stuff. Like, I'd always make sure I got, like, veggies and stuff in. Like, I was eating super well. My snacks would be, like, protein bars or muesli bars, like, still healthy. Or maybe nuts, like, depends on what was, like, my snack of the time. Or just fruit. And dinner would be super healthy. So everyone would see that I was eating super healthy. I was, you know, working out all the time. But I also was not in the body that I wanted either like because I was binging at night. I was potentially like undoing all the work because that binge even if I allowed 600 calories or maybe let's say I had a day where I ate a bit more sometimes it would be like a bigger lunch and dinner or bigger breakfast or maybe I had a bit more of a snack during the day because I was so hungry. My 400 calories that I'd allocated for after dinner might blow out you know 700, 800 so it was creeping up there and then probably blow it on the weekend if I would go out I would depending on when I was calorie counting sometimes I would um, cater for that so during the week I would eat less this was a strategy I learned from like Danny Kennedy that you can work out your body doesn't know day to day how many calories it knows like the average at the end of the week so I'd work out all right if I'm going to go out and have drinks I know that's going to be like at least a thousand calories in drinks and you know at least 500 calories in food so try and like deficit during the week more so eat 1800 and then be able to eat more on the sad day or the sunday which again even more fed into that cycle because either than the sad day or the sunday becomes a binge day because you're like starving and that's the first time you've let yourself eat like more food than you actually need so there's that or i was just in such a deficit during the week trying to lead up to the weekend that then i would still binge and break my Like deficit that I was aiming for, and I think if someone's got the self-control and the self-discipline, this could not be an issue. But for me, it definitely was, and obviously I'm not alone. Like if there's 47% of people that struggle with this, and like it's such a secretive thing that I think hopefully if I just speak about it, maybe this will help. Like I, by the stats, it'd be like every second person that's like would be experiencing something like this. Maybe not currently, but at some point. So. I just want to share it from that point of view but yeah I would play around with the calories to try to stick to it and it just fed into the cycle that led to binging so anyways did that really probably strictly up until December of 2020 got to like a pretty good goal weight that I was like yeah like I'm looking pretty lean but it was in Christmas time graduation and so I stopped kind of calorie counting let myself drink and eat and this was the thing like the binging kind of would stop when I would stop restricting but I didn't realize that at the time and then you know came over to Perth so I was on the road and like just let myself eat whatever I need to eat like for convenience and that was fine and it was crazy how quickly once I stopped restricting I kind of got back to a bit more of an intuitive eating except in saying that there was still like that binge habit left like I remember being on the road and like chocolate for me is one of those foods that I just binge like crazy on and I remember like being on my little camping trip by myself from Victoria to West Australia and then like having just a cute little like picnic like it was just like a baguette and dip in like cold meats but like having to go like I think it'd been like a few days oh no it must have been like the second night I was like I need chocolate like went and got back I was like I'll just have like a couple finish the whole bag, like, couldn't stop myself and that was kind of the typical bingy pattern that was I wasn't even like tracking calories then but kind of left me with this binging habit of if I had something at night time I couldn't stop myself and this kind of goes on and on and then I get to this point where like okay I need to like rein it in easiest for me to way for me to rein, rein it in because even when I wasn't tracking calories, I was still doing this binging, probably not as badly, but it was still happening and got back into the calorie counting. And I know this is quite interesting. Me and my friend did this little, um, we journaled and she was going through her own eating disorder recovery. And I was not aware that I was having any issues. So mine was just literally, let's try and get like a goal body and we had our own separate goals, but we were just sending each other little screenshots of what we did at the end of the day, having some wins and everything and sharing what we'd done, the peaks and the pits of the day and what we want to improve. But all of mine, like when I was going through it, I was still tracking calories so religiously. And this was in April, yeah, April and May. So still tracking calories really strictly through April and May. And the massive struggle, like every time I managed to not binge, it was like massive. Like this was like the highlight, I'm just looking through it now. And I've even got here, like on one day I just happened to flip to it. It was like, ate intuitively and didn't binge. Funny that, isn't it? Like the one time you actually listen to your body signals. But on the other days it was like, um and this is this is another point I wanted to really share with you guys that I didn't realize because it's really different to other eating disorders if you know someone who's gone through like anorexia like they'll be controlling all of their food like they won't let themselves have like anything like it's very 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 controlled for me and everyone's going to have a different experience this is just my experience but for me when I was out I would still have a pub meal and like for example, I've written here, didn't restrict, and enjoyed a plum muffin. And the biggest thing for me was that if I was in public and choosing to have that, I could very like healthily have that in front of people and eat like a naughty food, I guess if you want to call it that. I really avoid that. I've avoided that kind of wording for years. But a treat food, I guess if you want to call it, like a muffin, something sweet, or you know a big meal out, I could very easily let myself do that. Because it wasn't done in secret, the binging for me it wasn't like the type of food. It wasn't like I can't have that, that's a bad food, which I think with anorexia, it's very much like you can't have that food like it's um that'll th- derail your whole progress for me, it was like have that muffin. I think that was like a muffin for work or like I just had it as a breakfast or a lunch or something. No guilt about it at all. Like really enjoyed this lovely muffin. I probably factored it into my calories and things but very different to once I get home in the evening, if I was to have a muffin by myself, completely secretive, completely different in terms of the shame and the guilt um, and the lack of control around it. So that was something with binging that I didn't realize was that it's that like the secretive aspect and the lack of control that comes with it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be enjoying food when you're in public and things like that like you might still have a very healthy relationship with going out and you know getting a bit of brunch like I could easily get like pancakes at brunch and like not think twice and really enjoy them without guilt because it wasn't secretive and I guess I felt in control you know if you go out for brunch you're not going to have three sittings of you know the pancakes whereas at home it would be that not having it'd be hard to go from like, you know, not three hours; it'd be a whole packet, you know, that kind of, if it's there, I'll eat it all. So that was another big thing that I wanted to make sure I touched on was that I have the binging when it's in secret. It's not really like a public issue, if that makes sense. So this is why I guess it's such a secretive thing and not many people know about it. Um, And I also want to touch on what I remember before I jump to the website was that, so kind of what contributed the calorie counting I've touched on And then eating too much in the evening, like not eating enough during the day and leaving it all to the end was part of that binge cycle. And I do think there is a term for it, um, like nighttime eating disorder. I'll Google it now while I chat to you guys. Um, Night eating syndrome. So I think this was feeding a little bit into it, like that night eating syndrome. Yes, here it is. You eat at least a quarter of your daily calories after the ad goes away um that's rude I'm gonna say after the (laughs) sunsets so I don't think I fully had this because this is like the people that get up during the night and eat but I was eating at least a quarter of my daily calories like eating 600 of 2000 calories after the sunset absolutely so yeah like a strong urge to eat between dinner and sleep this one I think was probably like borderline because of the binging it kind of they were kind of going hand in hand, but also a good one to know about is that you don't want to leave all of your calories. And when I learned about that nighttime eating disorder or night eating syndrome, sorry, I learned to eat a lot more of my calories during the day, especially just doing it intuitively because you're obviously going to be hungrier during the day than at nighttime if you eat according to your feeling like That's when you're active. So anyways, that's something I learned. <coughs> eating too much in the evening is not a good thing. And the other thing that was contributing to me ignoring my hunger cues and like, I guess when you're calorie counting, you can still eat intuitively, but I wasn't doing that. I was only eating as per my calories. I had everything like portioned and pre-portioned meals, all that kind of thing. And then I was using appetite suppressant methods, meaning caffeine and coffees. So in the mid-morning, I would just have a coffee. Like I'd be hungry mid-morning I would never eat though. I would just have a coffee. And same in the afternoon. I remember like when we were in lockdown and stuff, I would always, I would have to have three coffees and it wasn't because I needed the caffeine. I think it's because I needed the appetite suppressant because I was doing my 2000 calories really strict. This was like the end of 2020 coming into like when I got to my leanest. I was using coffee first thing in the morning so that I didn't need breakfast straight away. Then after breakfast, I would have a coffee mid morning so that I didn't need anything to get to lunch. And then middle of the afternoon I'd have a coffee because I needed to get through to dinner time. Like I was using coffee to suppress my appetite so hard. And then like, this is not healthy. I'm not advocating this is so problematic. And then I was using like diet soft drinks in the evenings because they fit into my calories. And again, it's like, it's not healthy for you. Like the artificial stuff in them is not good for you. But I was like, well, I don't have calories so they're not that bad. And so kind of in the evening that was what I would use to suppress my appetite. So three coffees during the day for the daytime, and then with dinner with my salad to make me feel full. Have the soft drink with it, or diet cordials as well. Have that with it. So then I got the feeling of like having something that had a bit of, I guess the bubbles in soft drinks makes you feel full. So I would use that as well. And yeah, just not a healthy way to eat because. I was using two methods diet soft drinks and coffees to like suppress my appetite so that I wasn't eating but then I was suppressing my appetite during the day and the problem with this is your body's tried to send you hunger signals hunger cues you ignore 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 and then I would get to the end of the day I've not eaten enough my body still knows that it hasn't received enough energy in and so then the binge happens because it's like well you ignored all those hunger signals boom, here is our like one last attempt in the sense like to get you to eat and you just feel like you've lost control because you are hungry and you do wanna eat. Like it's natural to want to eat, like to fuel your body. And I ignore it so hard during the day when I've got the self-control and the willpower, but it's like that decision fatigue. I don't think I've done an episode on this, I probably should, but you have better decision-making power in the morning. The more decisions you make, the more fatigue you have. So by the evening you've got decision-making fatigue. I would kind of get to the end of the day, not have the willpower or the decision-making strength to continue to not eat food. And then it would just turn into a binge because I was like, oh, just have that, just have that. And boom, gone, there goes that binge. And that was that cycle of like, not eating enough during the day. So then I was like eating to make up for it in the evening and just a really bad cycle. And so... Yeah, basically those are all the things that contributed to it. I want to share what the websites, website says here. This is eatingdisorders.org.au. Then I'll share what's kind of helped for me since then. So um, here we go. I think it's important to explain this bit, like how's binge eating different to overeating? So by choice or accident, overeating is when someone eats past the point of comfortably full We may overeat because food is present, because the food we are eating is pleasurable, when bored or distracted, or because it soothes or comforts us. So that's what I was saying. That's just your overeating. A binge is different from overeating and is far more pervasive. It is the intense drive to overeat, which is experienced again and again over time, accompanied by feelings of shame, guilt, and feeling out of control. Binge eating is highly distressing and can affect a person's ability to engage fully in aspects of life. So work life recreational activities all of those kind of things um it says it's similar to bulimia nervosa but not the same because it's like there's that compensatory activities after binge eating um but for me it was more that kind of out of control feeling rather than like making up for it here is what i wanted to share most importantly is the warning signs of a binge eating disorder like I just wish I had have known this earlier so I could have been self-aware so I want you to know what they are as well there's quite a few but I think I'll read them all out and hopefully you'll learn something so some of the more common signs and symptoms of binge eating disorder are an overwhelming sense of lack of control regarding eating behavior like that was me like I didn't feel like I had any control Eating more rapidly than normal, so when you are in that binge, like you're not really tasting and enjoying the food, like you're just kind of getting it down, like it's kind of ridiculous. Um, chaotic, unpredictable eating patterns. When it got the worst for me, like I would find that if I knocked off early, like I'd do shifts that were like seven AM till three PM and I'd get home at three thirty and like the binge could start then because I'd been up earlier than normal. And like I remember like it didn't always happen but if I started to snack and like let myself kind of like really just have a good snack it just started to like spiral it would be like I couldn't stop like I just had to snack and snack and snack and I would have like three or four different things in one sitting it's like what the fuck like I didn't mean to like eat that much and it was that problem of like not meaning to do it but doing it Um, so that was like the unpredictable eating patterns it wasn't always at night time it was kind of just whenever I let myself go (laughs) and the next one is feeling out of control around food absolutely like I didn't think I can like didn't think I could I've gotten better but I remember if like there was anything in the pantry ice cream in the freezer I would have to eat it oreos in the pantry would have to eat it chocolate in the pantry would have to eat it didn't eat the whole block of chocolate but like I would have to have some of it like I couldn't not touch it so one of the things like I very first did was stop having chocolate in the house because I just couldn't not eat it um, periods of uncontrolled impulsive or continuous eating often to the point of feeling uncomfortably full absolutely me like I'd feel horrible afterwards like you just eat so much more than you need it's ridiculous and especially when you're eating it all in one chunk rather than when you needed it during the day <laughs> this is next one compulsively eating whatever food is available regardless of how enjoyable it is So like I'd start on the ice cream and then I like work my way through whatever other snacks I would have like it just wasn't even a p- matter of getting the next best like it wasn't a matter of getting the better tasting food it's just like whatever else there was that was a snack here it was also like eating when not physically hungry most definitely eating excessive amounts of off-limits food like even though i did say before yes sometimes the binge would include eating like a bit of fruit and yogurt and all that and then continuing into other foods there was always like the chocolate and the ice cream the oreos like sweet food for me like for some people they might be more savory but I was always eating like tons of the sweet food and my skin was breaking out. That was one of the things that actually probably helped me to stop eating chocolate in the end was like my skin was getting so bad I could directly correlate it to every night I had chocolate. My skin the next few days without fail would break out. This was an interesting one too. Like excessive amount of money spent on food. Absolutely spending so much money on snacks like was a big part of my like grocery budget it was crazy I was like I would actually save money if I could just eat less I was like that was a weird revelation Um, concerned about weight gain following a binge eating episode absolutely um, feeling high numb or dissociated during a binge eating episode yep feeling desperate to break the cycle of binge eating that was the worst part it's like I wanted to stop so bad like I was doing this kind of like challenge with my friend being like I'm gonna stop this but like I was so in it it was so hard um, the repeated episodes of binge eating resulting in shame or guilt, eating in secret. That for me, like when I started doing, like I'd always kind of done it, but normally it'd be like up in my room, I realized that when I was, even just from having like a bowl of ice cream, and I felt that I had to go like put my bowl in the sink, like run to put it in the sink when someone got home, I was like, this is not it. Like I've reached a point of no return. This is not okay. This one, avoiding social situations, particularly those involving food. For me, not so much, but everyone's different. Um, eating normal quantities this is in brackets eating normal brackets quantities in social settings and binging when alone that was definitely me like you look at me in public and like there was no issue with my eating but binging when alone ridiculous um low self-esteem and embarrassment over physical appearance for me this kind of was a bit true like I knew that the only reason I wasn't fully happy with the way I was looking is because of the binging I was like if I didn't binge I would be like happy with my body but I felt like my body was a direct reflection of my lack of control of my actions and a lack of self-discipline and self-control so I would be like yeah embarrassed with the fact that I couldn't get to that leanness that I wanted because I was too caught up in the binging cycle but you don't tell people that so definitely get that um, feeling extremely distressed, upset, and anxious during and after a binge episode. I think yeah, definitely after you feel just like shit because you don't want to do it and you don't get anything afterwards. It's actually you only feel good during. Fear of the disapproval of others. Like I said, you definitely don't feel like sharing. And then there's other ones here like self-harm or suicide attempts, overly sensitive to references about weight or appearance, guilt, self-disgust, self-hatred, and depression and or anxiety. So like it's a massively long list but I think knowing all of those symptoms because you're obviously not going to have every single one but knowing them can be really helpful just to start to identify if this might be something that you're struggling with because the first step to like getting help is knowing that you're struggling and if you don't know that this is a condition I thought I was just overeating not actually binging but when I read all this I was like mortified because I was like oh my god I did tell a few of my workmates at the time when I was making the presentation I was like I've come across like this eating disorder and I kind of think I might have it but yeah still kind of making light of it like easy breezy like ah yeah it wasn't the best approach I guess so then they've got the risk factors for binge eating which is number one dieting so on the physiological level it's Normal for a person who's been restricted from nutrients to binge eat because of ongoing physical hunger. Like it's a protective response beyond our control, and that's why I felt so out of control. Your body doesn't know when it's going to end. It only knows that you're starving, and so it's a survival response to seek and hold nutrients. And the problem is, like the body's metabolism slows, and then you're not even getting like fullness signals. Like they're repressing the um, your hunger signals, and you're just thinking about food so yeah (laughs) like it's just horrible they've got here as well like the psychological level like it's normal to break the diet rules if you're on a diet Uh, and then that all or nothing thinking of well I've broken the diet I fall off the wagon so I'll just go all off today and that and get back on tomorrow there's other things here about like food insecurity as a risk unmet needs so like kind of numbing with the food which I've discussed Um, and then there's a lot more on the website as well about other things but I think that's probably enough about the actual disorder I wanted to share and I kind of won't go into too much more detail because I know this is slightly longer now but what helped me and the episode is titled my struggles with binge eating because I'm definitely not over it yet like it's a roller coaster and I have started following like some people on Instagram who have shared tips and things and one of them I remember her sharing that, you know, you don't just get over it overnight. Like it's always gonna be a bit of a roller coaster. The idea is that you'll still have binges, but hopefully you'll have them less frequently and less often. And that's definitely been the case for me. Like I know this is quite interesting, I think, for me to look at, is that last night I could feel myself wanting to binge. I had my normal snack that i had been having which was just like an apple and some yogurt and then i could just feel myself wanting to go to the pantry and keep eating go back to that old habit all right i've had something sweet now i'll have the rice crackers both in and of themselves not healthy but like when you start to just keep on eating and normally in the past if i had the rice crackers then i'd probably go and find some bickies or something sweet to finish it off again i was like had to like with every ounce of my being not go to that pantry And in the past, I wouldn't have been able to not go to the pantry, but last night I knew why I felt the urge to. And this is the thing, once you learn about it, you can kind of recognize your triggers. And for me, it was the fact that I was feeling so disappointed and I did this episode, the other episode this morning, which we'll have released um, last week. But when you hear this in that episode, I was speaking about like when you're feeling emotionally drained. And for me, when my emotionally, um, sorry, when my emotional tank is drained, I find it a lot harder to resist the urge to overeat and then potentially have it turn into a binge. And so for me, I knew that because my emotional tank was low, I was like going back into those old patterns, old habits to deal with emotions because I didn't have the emotional resiliency to deal with those feelings. And I guess, yeah, it was like, it's a big win to not always be giving into it now. And so I guess the biggest things that have changed is that I stopped calorie counting. I've actually been told since I stopped calorie counting that I look more toned. So, I think, being calorie count in a healthy manner, I'm for it. But for me, it wasn't leading to like my goals because then I was binging and not actually being in like that calorie deficit at the end of the day. Because overall, I was probably binging every day, and it was just not a sustainable pattern. And so, in saying that, my flip side has been I've gone to intuitive eating, and this took a while because, like, like that um, sentence I read out before, when you're calorie counting, you're suppressing your hunger signals for so long. It took me a while to like get back in touch with it and actually be like, when am I hungry? When should I eat? Like, it's been a big turnaround. And even when you're at a workplace where you have to have like set meal times, that doesn't really lend itself to intuitive eating either because you've got to eat when you've got a break, which may mean that you've pushed past a hunger signal, or it may mean you're eating when you're not hungry. So that's also really difficult too if you're in a set environment. But if you've got any flexibility with your schedule, that can be really helpful for intuitive eating. And I guess I'm lucky I've got some days where I can be more flexible with it. So I try and eat my breakfast when I get hungry that's normally pretty much straight away after I work out I've always been someone who gets hungry first thing in the morning so I try and like listen to that now even this morning I was tempted to not eat straight away because I was having like a chill day I was like I can just eat later I was like no but you're doing that because you're trying to eat less so I was like no like this was a conversation with myself like just have breakfast and then I probably didn't get hungry till like one o'clock but then just went downstairs and had another meal like at the right time and another thing for me is like bigger meals like actually eating a meal till I'm full so making breakfast big and lunch big dinner not so much because I feel like stereotypically in Australia anyway that's already a typically the bigger meal I'm trying to flip that on its head a bit and like having a bigger lunch and brekkie and then I remember the first day that like I did really well with this was that I had breakfast lunch and then instead of just going and having some carb or artificial like protein bars or muesli bars that weren't like they never fill me up I just made like a protein smoothie which could technically be a meal anyway because I put like fruit and protein and milk and stuff in it I remember having that at like 3 or 4 p.m and being like oh shit like that actually I actually feel full rather than like still feeling hungry after a little snack and then just like waiting 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 till dinner being ravenous so that was one good strategy for me was like having a meal instead of a snack so maybe having like five meals instead of three meals and two snacks kind of flipping that narrative and um having dinner earlier, I used to always try and push out dinner till at least like six, six thirty or seven, so that then like there was less time for me to binge eat between dinner and bedtime, I guess. So instead, because I get really hungry between like four o'clock onwards, I tend to either have a snack in the afternoon. Or just have a really good dinner. Like maybe I'll just have like a small snack. Like I tend, like again, this isn't like necessarily healthy. I'm just trying to like eat like when I'm hungry. I tend to grab like some dry bickies from the hospital on my way out and have them at like three or four whenever I finish. And then have dinner at five or 5.30. Like five's like so early for dinner, but having like an actual meal at that time when I'm, because that's my peak hunger is like that 5 p.m., four to 5 p.m. And in the past I was just having like all my super carby snacks then, and then being super ravenous, and still like, just not, couldn't think about anything else until dinner, and then dinner, I'd pushed past my hunger signals for so long that I was still hungry after the snack, and hadn't satisfied myself, so the biggest thing is that when I get hungry, I try and eat until the um, hunger signal is actually satisfied, and then don't overeat as well, like I remember never being, I would always tell everyone, oh I could eat so much, like I could eat all that, I can actually like leave food on a plate now which blows my mind like I could never do that in the past which it's a little bit sad kind of to think that I could like not leave food on a plate but I was always just so hungry like every time I would calorie count and that's why I was binging because I was always so hungry so yeah eating enough during meals that I actually feel full that starts from breakfast it's not just having a small breakfast because breakfast is supposed to be small if I need like three bowls of cereal to feel full then I'm having three bowls of cereal or like having a smoothie as well as toast, or like doubling up on stuff that I would never have done before because it would throw me over my calories. But then I don't feel the need to eat so much at night time. I still let myself have a little snack after dinner, but then I've also tried to keep a period from like 7 to 7 or 8 to 8 free from eating so that I'm actually not eating right before bed. So if I'm going to bed at 9.30, I try and stop eating like at 7.30 and then try and have breakfast, you know, at 7.30 the next morning, not too much earlier. Just to try and keep that part free, because I was finding that with the binging, it was impacting my sleep, because I couldn't get to sleep for two hours after eating. So that's also another big incentive is that if I binge, like at nine o'clock at night, I'm not going to get to sleep till eleven, and that doesn't work for me right now with my schedule. So that's also another incentive, I guess, that I'm now a bit more willing to stick to. Um, And then also just like eating whole foods versus like artificial snacks. So if I'm hungry. And I've slipped off a bit lately, but i would I have found that having you know a piece of fruit instead of something processed, whatever that might be, even just musy bars, I find they don't fill me up, so having fruit that has fiber, that was kind of my thought, like a bit of fiber to keep me full, either that or something with protein um as my snack is a lot better, I was just finding that my snacks weren't filling me up, so either just turning snacks into meals. So I'm not saying to not snack, I'm just saying turn them into proper meals and actually like getting enough protein and sustenance and volume out of them. And the biggest thing, not the biggest, just another really important thing, not suppressing my appetite with like coffee and diet drinks. Like I think the one time I was saying that I had that smoothie, that was just like normally when I would have had a coffee, but instead I just had the smoothie. I was like, oh my God, I wasn't needing caffeine. I was actually just hungry. So... Yeah, it's been a massive turnaround to learn to listen to my body's hunger signals. And the crazy thing is, like, I'm probably looking leaner now than I was when I was calorie counting. And I still get to, like, have drinks with my friends on the weekends and things like that. I don't need to, like, limit my calories during the week. I'm not even weighing myself. I have at points, but I just haven't felt the need. I actually probably did do scan pre and post and it probably was during the time that I stopped calorie counting and I was lighter at the end of it so the biggest thing has been like you don't have to calorie count and I'm still learning this and it's still still a learning a very steep learning curve but knowing that your body like knows what it needs to exist it knows its maintenance and you know I'm a lot more interested in trying to fuel my body and another big shift in thinking rather than like being scared to overeat, I haven't embraced this fully, but trying to think, oh, I'm scared to undereat. Like I'm scared I'm not going to get enough protein. Like I'm t- still trying really hard to adapt that belief. It definitely isn't fully mine yet, but wanting to adapt that kind of approach that I'm much more worried about under because I want to be able to lift more and be stronger and that I know I need to get enough protein. Because, you know, when you think about things, you focus on that thing that you can't have like, Oh, I can't have the chocolate. I can't have that chocolate. And then all of a sudden, you want that chocolate and you have it. So rather than being like, I can't overeat, I can't overeat, being like, I can't undereat, I can't undereat, then you're more likely to make sure that you eat enough rather than like when you focus on, I can't overeat, I can't overeat, then you accidentally overeat because you always want what you can't have. You're like, oh, you're so focused. Can't have that treat. Can't have that treat. You have the treat. Do you know? Hopefully that makes sense. So flipping the script on that, being like, focusing on fueling my body with the food rather than being scared of eating too much and putting on weight it's now more about am I feeling my body still trying to really adapt that into a belief but the binging has definitely gone down and the only times that I start to feel it creep back up was literally in the last few weeks when I kind of ignored my goals which was like this podcast and launching my business I wasn't making any progress on it and I could feel that I wasn't being true to myself And it was because I was scared of taking action. So today I feel way better and I can already tell that like I'm not going to feel the need to overeat. Oh my gosh, one more great one for you guys. (laughs) The other thing that's really, really helped. I was always eating and I've started doing this again lately, which is why it came back to my mind. Don't eat in front of the TV. Oh my God, the amount like I feel so much fuller. Sit and like listen to music or sit and listen to a podcast or sit and read a book Or if you can, sit and do nothing but eat. I found I've gone back to it lately and I think this is probably another reason I'm starting to like feel like, oh, I could almost binge, I'm gonna binge. Being present and actually being mindful of the food that you consume, I would find that I would eat dinner, not be mindful because I'm watching a show or a movie and then I'd have a snack, not be mindful because I'm watching a show or a movie so then I'd have another snack because I haven't been mindful and like your brain hasn't actually registered that hey, we've eaten, we're full. Whereas if you're actually present, sit down, Eat it while focusing on actually eating, it makes a massive difference. Like, I think that's a little reminder for myself that, you know, tonight, not sitting in front of the TV, because it's so easy to do, but it makes a massive difference. Like, when I don't do that, I honest to God don't binge that night. Like, I swear the correlation. Like, I can put on something afterwards and have a snack in front of the TV, but not dinner and the snack, because I feel like my brain doesn't register that I've just had like two meals basically. And I've still let myself have that meal after dinner because I still find that sometimes I'm not fully satisfied after dinner, or I'll just let myself have a bigger dinner. So yeah, and then there's actually been nights where I haven't need to had haven't need to have a snack after dinner, which again, massive for me, like I never would have been able to say that in the past. so yeah, <laughs> I feel like I got on a bit of a roll there, but that has been my struggle with binge eating. I'm going to wrap it up there so this hour, um, this episode doesn't come over an hour long. I hope that it's been helpful to hear my experiences with binge eating. Please reach out if this kind of connects with you or if you want any advice or to have someone in your corner while you try and overcome it, please. I'm always here. Just reach out on Instagram. It's Michaela Campbell. I would love to hear if this does relate to you because obviously 47% of people are affected. So if more than two people listen to this there should be some people that relate so just let me know please keep on listening subscribe to the podcast if you've enjoyed this episode I will continue to chat all things mindset and other things that are related and hopefully we can keep on learning things together so thanks so much for listening and I'll chat to you guys next week